0: Hello, H.E.R.D., and welcome to another episode of the H.E.R.D. Main Show. Welcome. I'm your H.E.R.D. leader, John Wayne. Do not adjust your dials. There's nothing wrong with your TV. <laughs> I Maybe mean, there's a little bit wrong
1: with your TV. I don't know. You might want to adjust the dial just a little bit. Welcome to another episode yes.
0: of Nerd Herder, um, here on Nerd Herder, the main show, where mm-hmm. we talk about Star Wars, the main thing, at least in our hearts. We love many things. Um, We love Star Wars. That's why we're doing a series all about uh, loving Star Wars and talking about what we love about them. Uh, We talk about all kinds of things all the time. Um, Just taking some time to focus on uh, discussing in an open format what we love. Uh, It's fun. It's freeing. And it also gets us back to the heart of things and, and the point of things. You know, in a largely negative world and fan base, uh, it's nice to spend time just loving stuff.
1: There is quite a bit of pointing in this film.
0: There is a lot of pointing in this film. So we've been going film by film with Star Wars discussing uh, what we love about it, what would be interesting if it was different. And now we've reached the the, uh, arguably fan favorite Star Wars film. I think so. We've reached a peak. Uh, in in the uh, Star Wars franchise, for sure, um, at least amongst most folks, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mean anything. Uh, whether this is the best film or not, we have our favorites. Um, it's not uh, one or the other; those are two very different conversations. I think so. We're not trying to. Yeah. We're not trying to rate or rank or uh, justify these movies or anything. We're just talking about what we love.
1: Yeah, and I think. with every film list i've ever seen uh uh, empire strikes back is what we're talking about it is in at least the top three of every single list yes Uh, it is widely regarded as one of the best movies ever made
0: yeah and so i feel like right off the bat we have to get that out of the way um you know there's a lot of people that would say it's the best film like you said um you know and When, you know, you're thinking about the best things. Yes. I don't know what else comes to mind next to Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, except the lovely taste of Expedition Roasters coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if you haven't heard, we are paid by Expedition Roasters for everything you buy at the link in the description below, whether you're listening or watching this. um, It goes to support the show, and it goes to support you and your cabinet by filling it with good, good coffee, uh, they have Star Wars coffee. They have all kinds of Disney brand coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we recommend pretty much everything because we've tried pretty much everything. So yeah. check out the link in the description. Specifically, below.
1: the Voodoo Brew. Is very uh, yeah, good Voodoo I Brew, Dark
0: Side one. Roast, um, the the Coconut uh, Tiki one. Yes, the tiki uh, room they're room they're all lovely. Um, Baumgartner, yeah. you are not. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we have to go ahead and get it out of the way yeah. of talking about, you, you know, there's no format usually to these. We um, think in our separate corners, our thinking corners, if you will. Yeah, that's uh, mine. <laughs> of what, what, what do we like about these movies in, in prep for the, yeah. the the discussion? But largely, it's just talking, um, you know, and and because I think there's something pure about just really openly and, and uh very not research like i don't want to come into any of these like this is why you should love these movies i just want to talk about why why i like them why we like them yeah you know so i feel like leaving room for that is is very important
1: and a lot of the time we like different things for different reasons yeah like it, it it's one of the best movies ever made i will agree to that but not for the same reason a lot of people think well,
0: yeah, I mean, everybody probably has their different reasons yeah. for ranking it there. But, um, yeah, so uh, we do, we approach it differently every mm-hmm. time. We've never really spent too much time talking about why these are good movies or what makes them uh, stand out. We just talk about things we like. But this yeah. one, uh, I feel like you can't talk about without talking about it's a good film. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's revolutionary the, in that field.
1: Yeah, one of the world's best sequels ever made. It's this and Terminator 2. The best sequels ever made. Fair point. Yep. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 as well.
0: Yeah, that's on there. Uh, there's a lot of really good sequels. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I It. I, I don't think that... I don't know too many people that have this uh, in high view because it's a really, really good movie. Like, it's a really well-made film or anything. Um, but I'm sure there are people like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think, though, you have to take time to recognize the the mark this has made I mean, Star Wars in general has been revolutionary, but I think if you had to give it to one yeah. film that really solidified it,
1: it it would be Empire. I think
0: I think it would be Empire. Um,
1: I have a friend at work who she has never seen any other Star Wars film except for Empire Strikes Back. Yeah.
0: That's kind of sad.
1: It really is, and I've been trying to convince her. To <laughs> I mean, watch it's a ki- else. it's a kind
0: of self contained story. It can yeah. it can go either way um, of things, and it was in some ways it was supposed to do that because the next chapter, uh, you know, because there's always George's vision, and then there's filmmaking, and yeah. those two things are usually in one way or another at odds for what eventually becomes what mm-hmm. what we see. And so, yeah, even though he might have had a vision for the characters, you know, Harrison Ford not wanting to come back kind of does change things. So you have to kind of do things a little more ambiguous than you would like to maybe. And so, you know, so there's all these weird things. And, and, you know, sometimes we don't talk enough about Star Wars as a real thing. We talk about the fictional universe, which is really cool and everything. But uh, there's a lot of interesting uh, real life Sides to these films as well, and I think that's the thing that makes this so uh, unanimous is because it's not just a good Star Wars movie; it's just a good movie, and I feel like a lot of people, like I said, rank it, you know, in the top at least. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think I would say this and um, this and the Last Jedi are probably to me some of the best made. I know some; it'd probably be this, uh, the Last Jedi, and Revenge of the Sith. In terms of, like, these are really, really, really good movies, Star Wars or not. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I think I'd, I'd agree with you. I'd put it Empire Rogue One, Revenge uh, of the Sith. That's
0: true. Yeah. Rogue I'm, One I'm is thinking a fantastic the, I'm thinking in the saga. I I hadn't thought of that. That's a, it, Yeah. Really, really, really well done film. And so, yeah, sometimes we don't really come at it from that angle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this time we have to because a lot of people uh, – That's one of the first things they say about it is it's just a good movie. Like, you know, um, and so it's interesting to have that as the standout. Uh, You know, I I think until Marvel came along, there weren't too many things like this where it's like, hey, there's this very nerdy, very niche thing that is like you would want to write off. But trust me, it's really good. You know, like when Iron Man came out, it's like that's not a comic book movie, quote unquote, and not in the sense of. uh uh, spawn and blade and uh spider-man of the time yeah it was a good movie that happened to involve a comic book character although you wouldn't have you wouldn't have known because it was very much a like i mean this could have been a military project this could have been a sci-fi movie it it didn't have to be a comic book movie and yet Mm -hmm. to a lot of people iron man is a comic book character
1: yeah and i think what made it that was it's believable it, yeah. It's yeah. entirely plausible that this could have happened.
0: Right. And and I think what the, this one benefits from is episode four and, and you watch it and you see it playing out in that is it's an introduction to the galaxy, you know, because you're the farm boy in the real sense. You're coming at it from Luke's perspective of you're learning about the force. You're learning the truth about the empire. You're learning about all these things. Yeah. So, you know, the film projects itself into, you know, your wide eyed fantasy of, oh, this is this, this is wonderful. This is new and then you get into empire and it's just like no we're not explaining anything we're just rolling we're, we're going, going you know Pull yeah steam ahead. uh so they they get to work with developed characters and are probably some of the themes that stick with each of the characters the most come from this movie mm-hmm. you get the vicious yet sc- caring father figure of Darth Vader you know he's not just the yeah. name the faceless nameless villain of episode 4 um you know he's Got an almost sympathetic side to him, but he's still bad. Um, Yeah, like dads, you know? (laughs) Right. You get, um, you know, Han Solo, the bumbling scoundrel who tries to do the right thing, but always messes it up. You've got the uh, princess turned, you know, rebel leader who knows better than everyone else. And if they would just listen to her, everything would be a little bit better. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then you've got the kid who picked up a sword and thinks that that makes him a hero. and doesn't know he has to learn all of these things and has to practice mm-hmm. being a good person not just being a good swordsman and yeah. so like it's all of these characteristics that 30 40 years later still stick with Han Solo Leia uh, Luke Skywalker all the definitions yeah. of these characters
1: and you get this fantastic right smack dab in the middle of the movie you get this fantasy arc to mm-hmm. the story like you have the Wizard and the Apprentice, yeah, which is the basis for so many like fantasy books. I'm pretty sure that there is an entire genre written by, what's his name? Oh, man. What's what's his name? Hob? What is that his last name? I don't know. Hobbs and Shaw? Good no. movie. I only totally remember his la- You'd think with the amount of time that I spend in the fantasy section, I'd know. There's so many books, though. There's so many books. <laughs>
0: but um, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, this really expounds on the weird. This is the first journey into weird Star <laughs> Wars because, you know, if you watch episode four, the force gives you influence over people um I don't believe we see levitation no I I think the most that we see really is just this I, I mean it's almost what you'd imagine like this it, you're describing God it's just this power over the universe this thing that connects all things and if you can tap into it you mm-hmm. have power too that that's kind of all we get you know other than the whole hey I can still communicate from beyond the grave thing yeah but anyway, So, but with this one, yeah, no, you're, you're levitating things. You, you um, are, well, I mean, that's kind of the big, the big thing. You're learning life lessons from a puppet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Like I did. Yeah.
0: I think it's more so, it's not just that you're levitating things. It's that you're learning from a little green person. It's like, Mm -hmm. it just gets weird very fast. And, you know, it's funny to me how nowadays, like, oh, she can't do that. You know, oh, she can't heal or, oh you know she should be able to do this or blah, whatever yeah. and yet i'm like one movie later and y'all are okay that now the force lifts rocks like you know it's just it it's always been silly yeah uh, but it's, it, but
1: it's always been ridiculous it's always been you know nonsense yeah
0: and the and so i love i, I yeah i love that little pocket within this very mm-hmm. um gritty uh and very personal narrative you know it's it's this rebellion but it's also this um hero's struggle um Mm -hmm. you know it it eventually becomes a a familial struggle you know when he learns that vader is his father but before that it's at least this i have to defeat vader um you know there's this weird expounding of just like well no not just anybody can just roll up and shoot darth vader like they literally have a scene around that where han tries and it's just like you could almost think that well why doesn't somebody just do something about Vader why does Luke have to do it and it this one goes further I think to show like no when you wield the force when you when you are a master you mm-hmm. are powerful you are on a different level yeah. so it doesn't matter if the rebels destroy the Darth, Death Star and blow up a few AT-ATs if you can't defeat Vader if you can't defeat eventually Palpatine
1: mm-hmm. you know then yeah.
0: Can you really do anything? Wow,
1: wow. Which also, yeah,
0: we do get as uh, the introduction of Palpatine yes, as we well. Do. So, Which, you know, peeling back the curtain further of just like, what is the Empire? Mm-hmm. How anyone can love the Empire when it changes movie to movie, I'll never know. Um, at least, mm-hmm. you know, in the time. In, oh, yeah. In, I, I get you. Having everything we have now, I see the appeal. I see the interest. But again, it's one of those things where it's like, just a movie ago, Darth Vader was a lackey mm-hmm. who accidentally survived um you know the final battle uh like you know we're we're it's one of those things where we're learning by each film but at the same time you also could say that we're it's getting ridiculous with each film yes and so anybody that holds to you know film to film changes or differences or you know this uh legacy of of lucas and whatnot. it's always been
1: like that it's it's all it's it it's has always
0: been squishy and fluid. It's just it's
1: always been the moon.
0: <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah, great, um, great film, great, great aspects to it.
1: Absolutely, and you want like an accurate, just how how many hours is the six hour journey through the hero's journey? Sit down and watch Star Wars. You mean Wars. the original trilogy? Yes.
0: Yeah, about that, well, well about seven.
1: If you added special features, about <laughs>
0: ten. <laughs> no, not <laughs> quite. Sadly,
1: six and a half. Well, like, yeah, I mean, this is one of the most, like, succinct character arcs Mm -hmm. in all of film. Yeah. Because you can tell that George Lucas just sat down with the book, the hero with a thousand faces, and was like, yep, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, and then puts it in the movie. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. It's a fantastic thing.
0: Yeah.
1: The fact that he took so many elements from so many different things.
0: Yeah, well, I I think what it comes down to is it's not, the, the end goal is not just a, create a product it's to tell a story Mm that ends in a different place than where it began yes and and i think that's part of what's worked so well with star wars and obviously here where it's a little bit more dense uh you know there's just bookends of star wars films that are more dense with that kind of story Mm -hmm. telling and you know and i think that's why revenge of the sith empire and the last jedi are so much bigger than the rest of the parts just because they're more dense with that storytelling. It's not to say that, oh, because I said Last Jedi instead of Rise of Skywalker. It's be- it, it's not that. It's just that yeah. it deals with different things. Rise of Skywalker is dense with other storytelling, and we'll talk about that when we actually get there and everything. So, if you can't tell, we're we're doing an entire series called yeah. We Love Each Film. We're going to so talk it, about it. I a don't. Lot. You're not going to hear any. Cri- uh, well,
1: you're going to hear some criticisms. But you're going to hear goofy criticisms, ones. but yeah. you're
0: you're not going to hear we hate things. Um, that's not what we do around here.
1: Yeah.
0: No. Um, so, so. Uh, you know, I, I think the large appeal of Star Wars, though, is just that of, all right, we ended at four. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, what do we need to get to five or maybe even six? What dials up? You know, what changes yeah. these characters? Like, you can tell that there's this tapestry being done. Not Again, not... So, like, when you do a sequel to the Fast and Furious movies, which one's coming out, we'll talk about those movies, um, like... You just get another movie. Mm-hmm. You you don't really have a moment of wow. You know, Dom's just really grown as a character.
1: You know, you know he yeah. he has family.
0: I mean, he's gotten he, thicker. He's gotten a <laughs> thick boy, and he's
1: gotten a thicker heart and a yeah, thicker family.
0: Yeah, here's the thing: things changing around a character does not mean a character has changed, yeah. and things changing around a person just to take that to yeah. a real life point it doesn't Uh,
1: matter if the character has uh what's it uh family (laughs) whether they they lose their memories like Uh, they're still yeah it doesn't matter if
0: you get a different house if you move across town or if you date somebody that looks completely different if you don't change as a person your life does not change exactly like so and that's not a knock i love the fast and furious movies don't get me wrong i think they're fun movies it's just that i don't watch them for character development that's why they're fun movies but with Mm -hmm. these movies why i love these movies is because they are nothing but character development, mm-hmm. and then there's cool stuff around it, and so yeah, you see that of how do we get from farm boy to reluctant hero, from reluctant yeah. hero legend. to hero, yeah, legend. You know, like it. Every Star Wars film, every point of the story has been about that measuring a distance to grow and everything. And so Luke at the end, you know, in that final shot of Empire is different than Luke who's hopping into a snowspeeder to rush at the Empire, like. He's grown, and mm-hmm. and you can tell that, and so yeah, I I you know the the emphasis on um, character growth and stories really, yeah. really cool and interesting.
1: And we've talked a lot in person, not on the podcast. Believe we it or not, that? we do talk outside of the podcast. <laughs> we are married. Um, about what makes a good sequel, and I think the thing that we keep coming back to is like, the fact uh, that yeah, you... I guess
0: I, we we have
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: not like a deep long. Right now, like like an yeah. all in one conversation, it's been over the span. scattered. Every time we watch a good sequel, we're like, "Why is this so much better? This is
1: so good." Like, <laughs> what, what? How did Predator you do this? Two? You
0: know, you know, how do you how do you outdo something so original?
1: Busey, more <laughs> Exactly,
0: exactly.
1: Oh yeah, the thing that we keep like coming back to is you're taking characters that are well loved. You're taking concepts that are awesome, and you are expanding on that. And you're not just expanding on it; you're improving it. Mm
0: -hmm. You're
1: doing your best with what you have.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Again, you know, to use Fast and Furious as an example, just because. Well, here's the thing: just just because they they've gotten nine and a half films, right? So it's one of those things they've gotten as many films as Star Wars, essentially. And so, I mean, not counting like Solo, Rogue One, all of them. You know, so it's It's just just like it's as long running as Star Wars. And yet not for the same reasons. It's mm-hmm. not because you can do another seat. like Han is coming back in the new one. The f- like that goes to show that there's no measure of development, like there's no <laughs> connectivity. It's just what's gonna make a good movie. Okay. And here's the thing, I'm gonna digest it, I'm gonna love it. You're gonna love it. But it doesn't make <laughs> sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's not as bad as Transformers, but we it saw doesn't make sense. It's not his dead body <laughs> in the movie. We didn't see his dead body, but there was not enough time. There was no. not a situation where he just crawled out of that. Okay. Um, and, I, you
1: know. <laughs> I have an announcement. Solo 2 is officially going to be called Corellian Drift.
0: <laughs> I'm okay it. with it. Solo I'm, 2 I and Corellian am a, Drift. I, I want that. I want more racing in Star Wars, man. Rez, make the t-shirt. Um, So, yeah. So, I think there we go. We've teased out yes. filmmaking. <laughs> we've talked about it as a film and all of that stuff. We've talked about the concepts. I, I think more than any other one, you know, we've spent time on that and I... And I I think it, it was due and arguably if we ever circle back uh and get desperate for content and do another version of let's talk about all the movies in a row. You know, maybe we'll actually talk succinctly about, you know, the details of each film and not just gush not and nerd <laughs> about them. But that's what we do here. That's kinda that's kind of our thing. We just this is, feel This is a kind lot of the third time on we've like,
1: done this series.
0: So uh but all right, so for, for stuff, for actually like things you like about for it and stuff. everything. Uh what are what are some Let's me more story-feely things for you uh, as far as Empire.
1: I love that this is a fantasy movie, just straight up. I love that so much. It's like Lord of the Rings in space. I mean, down to like someone from beyond the grave saying, Hey, hey, right? go to the Dagobah system. Mm-hmm. You need to find a little dude. That's my favorite part, is yeah. that... It's a straight up and down fantasy movie, and I think that I think that's been acknowledged before by people much smarter than I am. But like I, the last time we rewatched it, it really just hit me of, oh wow, this is like reading uh the Once and Future King, mm-hmm. a fantasy book that I just pulled out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I know I know what it is, but um yeah. That's my first thing.
0: I I I think yeah, you flip the script because in the first one again, like the the it's force, the wizard. Yeah, it's it's kind of a sideline thing. It's I mean it's the same thing of like oh, it's an action movie, but there's a Christian in it. Like it's just that dude prays, you know. Like Obi one is the equivalent of that, where it's just yeah. like eh, he doesn't really impact anything. He's a youth pastor, is, you know, a retired one, and it's just like eh, you know. Eh. The, the weird and the religion and, and the, the fantasy don't really impact the story. They mm-hmm. impact Luke as a character, but they don't impact the story. And this one flips that and says, hey, all the important stuff, you know, all the war, all the action, that seems like the thing. In fact, we're going to get all of the action out of the way in the first act because mm-hmm. the rest of it is a largely personal story um, that takes the place of all those things. So once yeah. we leave Hoth, once we get done with the action... We're just on this journey with Luke, learning more about what the Force is, how to wield it, all this other stuff, and learning mm-hmm. about this weird calling he has on his life to
1: be the yeah. hero. Down to the fact that they have a literal showdown between light and dark mm-hmm. in the last yeah. in the last few minutes. It's... It, well, it's the black knight versus the white knight. Yeah,
0: and well, and that and that's the thing is they flip it from this sort of samurai thing to this almost king arthur thing like you mm-hmm. have the sword, you are you're the one, you have to wield that, you have to lead, you have to so you're mm-hmm. not just a soldier, you're not just a part of this battle and this war, you're on a whole different level. You've got to slay the dragon. That has nothing to do with the courts and and the the ruling. That has to do with just winning, doing mm-hmm. doing the hero's thing. It's just like You know, like, it's so crazy because, I mean, you know, Star Wars would be a whole different thing if you could just bomb Cloud City and kill Vader in that. And I mean, obviously innocence, but yeah, like if if you took uh, normal tactics to this, like it changes Mm -hmm. the whole course of the fictional universe.
1: Yeah, it's the why didn't they just ride the eagles to Mordor situation? Yeah, it, like, like
0: it every, because the story isn't about the dang eagles. Exactly, <laughs> it's about the hobbits, and you don't get that by just flying coach.
1: And also, <laughs> Sauron would have seen the eagles. You right, know, like the whole point of the entire Lord of the Rings movies well, is that they are so small and so insignificant that Sauron would not be looking for hobbits. He would be looking for like these big war.
0: Well, and that's the thing is. Palpatine would have just replaced Vader.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, if Vader died, like, the comics have shown so much more to this relationship between Vader and Palpatine that shows, to him, he wasn't the chosen one. It was actually more dangerous that he let him live than if he actually uh, got rid of him. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, he would have just replaced, we'd have another Vader, the Empire would still exist, you know, it's it's Mm -hmm. all of those things where it's like, you know, and that's what's so important about the twins having their representation is Leia has her fight. Largely the rebellion, and Luke has his part fight. Largely the he has his part too. Largely the Jedi versus the Sith and yeah. everything.
1: Speaking Luke and Leia, so we get oh I, yeah we get the best kiss and the worst kiss in the entirety of <laughs> film in this movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When we went to see it in the yeah in the orchestra, I I've told this story before, but it's still very funny when the kiss happened between Luke and Leia. Everybody just went. Bleh. Everybody. It was so funny.
0: Um. I mean. It it's not that bad.
1: No. I mean it's
0: a it, it yeah, I mean kiss kissing is nothing. I mean, as long as they didn't do other things, it's fine. Which I mean, as we're learning in the story so far, they did not have time for other things. No, so. they did not. Good thing. <laughs> um I mean, yeah. really what we know from the comics, and I, I hate to reference that, but there's been just so many comics now between four and five that have built out and been awesome. It's hard for me not to mention it. Um, but uh, you know, what we've kind of scene playing out in the story is this is a lover's quote-unquote spat between Leia and Han. They've Mm -hmm. they've kind of been in this tango for a (laughs) while. I mean, really since episode four. And there's many instances where there's a lot of flirtation, a lot of stuff happening. A lot of shirtless woodcutting. Right. And so this is a moment of just like, she's sick of him and she's just sticking it to him. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of, well, I'll show you. There's nothing with her like she has no interest in luke (laughs) at all it's honestly hilarious um so anyway but yeah yeah,
1: and i we have to mention you know this is one of the best romances in all of star wars in my opinion
0: yeah i mean i i feel like it really works to um show how these two characters would grow an interest in each other and everything um you know i i think so often we're left with a very much like oh you're physically attractive, you're physically attractive, we both have an interest in sex, let's do something about that. Like, yeah. you know, like you know, it's treated so much as just this, of course we're going to do it, we're both attractive and interested. Like, <laughs> re, you know, James Bond style versus a, a really budding relationship, something that stems from a genuine interest and attraction and, and everything and this mm-hmm. chemistry, um, you know, and it's, it's well played. To to have that kind of, you know, chemistry of just like you know, you like me because I push your buttons, and I'm not like other guys a princess would know, and all this other stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just like you like me because I'm a princess, but I could also tell you what to do, and yes, you know, secretly you're 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 into that. <laughs> He's the simp. He's the
1: simp in the relationship. Let's right. be
0: real. So uh, yeah, I, I yeah I I love the chemistry mm-hmm. uh, with Han and Leia. Um, one of the better romances of Star Wars. I mean, I agree. you know, regardless of where the, the story goes, you can tell there's infatuation for each other and everything.
1: Yeah, and like you said, no matter where it ends up, there is always going to be, you know, the love story of Han and Leia. Absolutely. And I do genuinely believe that they did love each other at one point, and still do by the time we get to the sequel trilogy. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't think it was ever... I, I, I think they made selfish choices, but I don't think they ever mm-hmm. divorced. I don't think they ever ended things. I think it was just more of a choosing a path. I mean, you're obviously yeah. still connected. Um, I mean, I understand that that's maybe the same thing to some people, but, it, you know, from the way I see it, it, it's very much more just this, you know, instead of hurting ourselves by continuing to force this thing, we're just going to love at a distance, you mm-hmm. know, and and everything. I think it's very different. And taking into account the, you know, situation with Ben and everything, like, there's all kinds of things happening in there. It's not just a him and her it's a him and her and him situation so mm-hmm. uh yeah complicated and I'm just imagining all the <laughs> times that
1: Chewie just picked them both up by the scruff of the neck and just Bram, right, to neck. <laughs> t- right he was
0: very he was very done with their stuff a few times oh yeah um so for me uh well you have anything else to say because I talked a lot I always talk a lot No, go ahead. I just want to make sure mm-hmm. um so for me for this one it's up there with a lot of my favorites where uh, a lot of the reasons I like, you know, I can appreciate it as a good movie, but a lot of the reasons I like it um, both have to do with how it makes me feel, Mm -hmm. but also um, like very nostalgic, personal things, things I can't give anyone else and tell you, I can't be like, this is why you should love it. And it's a great movie. I mean, I can point out, it's a great film. I can point out that while I was never a huge uh, fan of Luke and I didn't really see myself in Luke in this journey, I loved the stuff with Yoda, and I love all the wisdom that he had and everything like mm-hmm. that. And again, I, I, I saw myself and loved um, Han because he was complicated. He wasn't exactly good. Uh, he was the kind of guy that would pull a gun and shoot and ask questions later. Like, you know, all of these things that were far more interesting than Luke Skywalker was at the moment to me in my life. Mm-hmm. So, um, so all like, all of these things can be like, hey, here's – Here's what's on the table. Here's why you should like it. But then there's also the other stuff where it's just like, you it's know, this fine. is mine, you know. Um, and so, you know, whereas like for me, um, the Phantom Menace, uh, it's a lot of, you know, uh, memories. It's a lot of stuff. You know, with this one, it's the same thing. So um, I have shared the story before. I was recently telling you about it, how my first Lego set was an MTT, multi troop transport, um, the droid transport from the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. So that was my first real Lego set. Uh, and then slowly I'd started to get more once my mom believed I would actually build them. Um, cause even back then they were still, they weren't, ex- they weren't, ex- they're more expensive now, mm-hmm. but they were still expensive enough that my mom was like, are you going to, you going to play with this? Are you going to actually use this? So I had to put it together uh, to prove that I could handle Legos yeah. as a child. Um,
1: and you proceeded to for the rest of your life. Yeah, still doing it.
0: So, uh, thanks mom. Uh, so then I got an X wing and I got the um, uh, the Naboo set that had Qui Gon and Jar Jar. Nice. Like it was a lot. It it was a lot more um, Phantom Menace stuff because that was what was out, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so, but eventually I got my hands on, um, like I said, an X wing. I got a snowspeeder. I got the the sand Speeder from Episode Four. I started to get stuff, but I could never find everything I wanted. Obviously. Mm-hmm. uh because it sucked growing up with in that era because everybody wanted star wars stuff uh so kids couldn't just have what they wanted so yeah uh, i never got an atat that's my favorite thing in star wars <laughs> um i i love uh atats i don't know why I, I associate it so much with just the battle of hoth which is mm-hmm. one of the most epic moments and you know even more so than and I talked about it before I love the dogfights of Star Wars so as a kid watching episode four I loved the trench run you know and even more so I loved uh this multifaceted snow battle like there's snow first of all I'd never seen snow in my life so that was exotic um you know then there's these cool snow speeders which for a very long time were my favorite Star Wars starship there were these walkers you know, why Why do they have legs? Why? Do, why? I don't know, but they cool. look cool. They
1: look like cheeky. And then you
0: got, you know, little trench warfare and everything. So it's like all these things. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is the most fascinating thing I have ever seen. This is epic. And so um, so I wanted that. And I had the snowspeeder, but I never could get a hold of an AT-AT. So I did have Duplo, though. <laughs> so I, I would build AT-ATs out of Duplo, and that would be my evening routine at least once a week uh, because we had white linoleum in the kitchen in our trailer and so I was like that's snow <laughs> and then the very rainbow colored at and all that stuff and you could knock them over and they'd explode and it was just like so like one of those things like I still the thrill of reenacting that as a child I still get watching the battle of Hoth and everything so um whereas a lot of the film means a lot to me mm-hmm. like for, for whatever, like, you know, there's a lot of meaningful character moments. Yes. You know, there's a lot of moments where it's just like, wow, I identify, I see myself, I feel something with this. And then there's moments where it's just like, this transports me. Um, You know, the same thing with the pod race in episode one. It's this, where it's just like, this takes me somewhere. This, My like, honey. you know, the, it, it's like nothing meaningful is happening. It's just fun
1: it's meaningful it's a, to
0: you yeah well i mean i make it meaningful with how i feel about it but like mm-hmm. there's nothing crazy about pod racing and snow warfare it's just that you know again i just feel things about it so yeah mm-hmm. um so it yeah it, it that's one of those things where it's just like i can't give you that experience i can't i can't bring you into that little you know uh world and and make you fall in love with empire like that like that's just something i got Mm -hmm. You know, so but um, yeah, it's one of one of my one of my childhood memories there. So
1: still just I love hearing you tell that story so much. Yeah, it's so sweet. It's it's so cute. (laughs) Oh, Um. my gosh,
0: I don't even know where I got. I think I got Duplo specifically for that. I don't even Mm -hmm. I know I don't remember doing anything else with Duplo. Mm -hmm. I I, I never really cared for Duplo. But it was I mean, because obviously Lego tiny pieces, it would take forever to build something tall. But with Duplo. I could build, like, a two-foot at stand-in very easily because all yeah, of the parts are so big. So it's just like I specifically remember that. Mm-hmm.
1: You did um, eventually get your at though. It's it's not the one.
0: No. I, yeah, I have I have uh, a couple of models. I have a micro machines. I have a popcorn bucket. I have an AT-M6 from The Last Jedi that you got me. Um, I recently saw uh, the new AT-AT Lego set in stores. It's just expensive. That's just the... That's the only thing about it. It's the reason I haven't gotten a classic Kenner. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's other ATAT uh, action figure toys out there, um, but Kenner, you know, yeah, like that was the one I grew up. I had, I had this Brian's Toys uh, magazine that had ads for all of these Star Wars toys and all of these playsets, and I had this checkmark wish list of things I wanted that I I don't even can't even tell you if I've gotten any or some of those things. But I had this one freaking thing. It came with something I ordered, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh! I'd never seen so many Star Wars toys. Like, I you know, I'd seen ones I'd never heard of. They had the the uh, FX lightsabers in there, like all these things. And I'm like, Oh, the the world is bigger than just action figures in Kenner. But I
1: was whacked with those lightsabers. I
0: had I had that circled in there forever. I had it was it was the indoor one for Episode six, but it was still it was the Kenner eighty eighty. And so I was like. I want that. That's on my wish list forever now. And so I was just that of just like, it's so hard to find um, either secondhand, well taken care of fair priced ones, or just one that's new condition, but also again, Mm -hmm. fair priced. And then there's people that hate me when I say fair priced. I just, I don't want to break the bank buying my childhood. Okay. you know I just don't think that's fair. I just, you know, so Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen several that are, you know, in poor condition that I could have probably gotten for 60 dollars. But if I get an AT I want I like I I want it preserved. I, I want it mm. I want it well uh well taken care of and everything. So it's on the wish list. So I have yeah, it's it's eventually going to go with the rest of them. And I also mm. have um several mini ones that have come in advent calendars as well. Yes. So yeah, I loved these snow speeders for a very, very long time. Um I up until the Force Awakens, I never really cared for the X-wing. I, really, like, I was never that kid that was like, "That's the Star Wars ship." Like it was, it yeah. was, it was Y-wings, snowspeeders, and B-wings. It was always the weird ones. I
1: think for a lot of people, it's the character that's flying it that makes it absolutely
0: the... Dameron. <laughs> yeah, it makes a difference. X-wing. I mean, heck, uh, Antak Merrick. You know, thank you Hasbro for that Don't black even series. do get me started. Blonde Biggs is flying again, man. Mustache father. Oh gosh, I hope he's an Andor. So uh, just for you to squeal over. Yeah, it just takes caring about the person, like Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Meh, you know, big Star lighter. Okay, kind of there, but only okay. if you watch the deleted scenes, right? You know, um, Wedge Antilles, he's fine in the sixth one, but I mean, you know, by and large, yeah, it's all the cool ones. You know, I mean, you can almost give the, um, you could almost give the the why or the snowspeeder to Luke, but really, let let's be honest, it it goes to it's not Wedge.
1: No, it's Dex.
0: Is it Dex? No, it's not Dex. No, you're Wait. thinking Dak is Dak. his gunner. But no, uh, the one, man, I got a, I got this on a trivia question before, but it, so it's not Wedge. Um, it's like a stand-in for Wedge, I think. Or maybe it is Wedge. Maybe it's supposed to be Wedge. Because there's a history of not Wedges and Wedges in Star Wars. It's <laughs> yeah, weird. there are quite a few. Um, anyway, the one that actually takes down a couple of at yes. you know, uh, you know the whole thing that Luke was trying to do, um. So anyway, but yeah, I'm him just trying to think that, that he yeah, he he's why snow speeders are cool, uh, <laughs> because he actually took down ATATs.
1: Yeah, I mean that that was a really really cool scene for everyone. I think like it's so it's different. one of the most nostalgic scenes in all of Star Wars.
0: Yeah. And uh, well, yeah. I mean, and and I, I think it just sticks because it's just so different. It's not just flying around. It's so. It's just this weird combination of all kinds of, both filmmaking techniques, stop mm-hmm. motion technique, and then just interesting. The yeah, interesting side like, it it yeah it it's just so yes. different, and it's kind of been replicated in places before. Um, you know, uh, obviously, it gets kind of referenced in the Last Jedi. Um, v- yeah, not really as meaningful, mm-hmm. I, I think, I, and I, I don't think it's supposed to. I, I, I agree. I, I think it's meant to be a kind yeah. of sad attempt, whereas at least the Rebellion kind of holds their own. At the least face-to-face the,
1: face showdown is what makes just, that scene.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. It's not about the speeders versus, mm-hmm. they're clearly outgunned and outmatched, whereas the Rebellion kind of holds their own and oh, everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's probably one of the mm-hmm. epitomes of science fiction warfare, because um, so much mm-hmm. does kind of boil down to dogfights in Star Wars sometimes, and so to yeah. get it kind of mingled in together uh, is, is really interesting.
1: Yeah, and um, like we've mentioned it, but like the scene with Yoda, the scenes with Yoda, yeah, fan freaking tastic. You have this weird little dude <laughs> who is gonna be teaching you how to wield a saber, right, or something. And I think that it does such a fantastic job setting up his character for the future. Which, you know, was unintentional because I don't think he was ever supposed to show up again.
0: Um, I mean, I feel like they gave him story that just happened to work in bringing him back again. Yes. Um, in, in, in a very big way, you know, mm-hmm. his impact to the prequel trilogy and the Clone Wars is kind of hard to understate. Yeah. Um. Yoda's such a complex character, such an interesting character, and yeah, at least as far as Empire, he is um, this really wise monk stand-in yeah. kind of character um, that both seems to have all the answers but have yeah. nothing really to give you at the same time. Like, you know, he he talks a lot uh, in, in Luke's trials about, you know, I mean, it's it's really up to you mm-hmm. and how much you believe in this and everything. So it's like, you you don't work with me and suddenly you're jedi material you mm-hmm. know like you know in, in episode six where you know luke is like you know so i am a jedi master and it's like oh oh no. okay now sure you know like <laughs> you know this is obviously a yoda that's come to realize it's not hanging out at the temple and having the robes and having the saber that makes you jedi you know it's the things you do mm-hmm. and although yoda does kind of stand uh to some of his old ways of like you know you have to face Vader. Um, By and large, I think he's grown so much more uh, from where we eventually come around to see him uh, in the the days of the Republic and everything.
1: And, you know, this is a Yoda that has failed. Yeah. This is a Yoda that is in exile for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think... People harp a little bit too much on the fact that, oh, why is he acting so weird in the first, you know, 15 (laughs) minutes we see him, like, because he didn't want Luke there, yeah, <laughs> like he was yeah. trying to scare him off, or he was trying to figure out, oh, okay, does this kid have what it takes? The answer is no.
0: Right. Um, well, I, when you don't, when you, you don't get your way, and when you don't, um, when your guard's down, you're mm-hmm. a very different person.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
0: that's the thing is, if he had known that was Yoda, he wouldn't have acted like that, which means he would yes. not have been true to himself. Um, and and that was what Yoda was trying to dig into is, uh, you know, he wanted to prove his point in that this kid's not ready this kid can't handle it and blah 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 mm-hmm. and so um because he know, knew
1: that luke was coming
0: right and so he was kind of putting him through a ringer of you know all right i'm not gonna wait and and see i'm gonna just go ahead and pull this out of you i'm gonna show you're impatient you're reckless and you just you're you're not your sister <laughs> you know and i love yeah. that tidbit in there as well which um the books have added in terms of you know it, it adds to why he yoda was very just exasperated the whole time of just like come on man you you don't get it you just mm-hmm. you just want to fight you just want to win you just think that this is the way things are and that's not going to get you very yeah. far
1: and some of the best merlin and arthur arthur uh dialogue in you know cinema in general like you that is why you fail mm-hmm. because you don't believe that is one of the most important Lines in all of Star Wars, I think. Yeah,
0: Yoda's Yoda's not a secret weapon. It it you know he's he is a resource for sure, mm-hmm. but it's still up to Luke. It's still his choice that makes the difference. It's still um, what he does with the power he learns to wield, and all you know all of that. And so, whereas it's initially off like, "Hey, you need to go see Yoda. He'll give you what you need to win." It's mm-hmm. it's not that cut and dry. It's not that black and white. Um, You know, and I I think the way it goes is the way it was always meant to go. It was never meant to be a pure solution. Go to Dagobah, learn a few things, and then eventually you'll settle this. Like, no, I think it was always meant to go that way. I think it was meant for Luke to have his own experience, his own failure in that moment um, to learn uh, his path that he eventually starts walking in episode six. That leads him to very different choices than just fighting and killing his father and everything.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So... Uh, any more big moments for you before we go into comments that we took?
1: Um. Another thing about Yoda is that mm-hmm. it led to one of the best YouTube videos of all time.
0: <laughs> yeah, seagulls. Stop it now. Yeah.
1: I should have worn that shirt for the podcast. <laughs> oh, it. that's true. I do have a shirt that says so... seagulls, stop it
0: um yeah so first and foremost our patrons we always give them first pick of um input when it comes to these sorts of things and we also check with Easy. them on types of episodes and interests they have in future content so if you want more voice in the herd then you can check out our patrons starting at just a dollar uh get you that so um nicholas the backyard tardis aka um said everybody always gets deep and emotional uh with yoda stuff but for me it's about snowspeeder versus at walkers I just love that sequence. It's part of why I love Star Wars Trilogy Arcade by Sega and Rogue yes. Squadron Two. That battle on Hoth is epic. Yeah, and and that's the thing is that's such an era of that's video game material that and and that's part maybe mm-hmm. some of it in my mind is like I've played, you know, Star Wars on CD-ROM. I've played you know the Sega games and it's just like I think that bakes it into of just like there's you know when it comes to Hoth, almost every uh, I almost said Lego. I mean Lego Star Wars, but almost every. Uh, Star Wars media, mm-hmm. game, anything, and deals with Hoth. Because that's just this big iconic moment. Oh, so it's, yeah. it's very baked in there. Um, just as much as the big deep emotional stuff, like you said. Um, Jim, uh, another one of our patrons, um, said, while it's not a specific moment from the movie, one of my favorite memories of it is seeing it a few years back with the live orchestra. It's yes. Amazing and definitely enhanced my love of the film. Yes, like you mentioned, we saw uh, this. Mm-hmm. Uh, live with orchestra as well and highly recommend it. Um, it's fantastic. If you know, look into if your state has a or if uh, a city in your state has a local orchestra, uh, you'd be surprised how many put this on. Um, and it's not just Star Wars movies, Marvel movies, Jaws, uh, anything with orchestral music, they will uh, sometimes mm-hmm. do and put on shows for. It, and it's usually uh, the same price as seeing it on the big screen anywhere else, but it really does. Do something different. Uh, it, so
1: I, emotional. I
0: yeah, I don't. I can't explain it because it's like you're hearing that same music when you're watching it, but there's something about knowing that that's being made for you right now. That, I you know, I don't know. I, being a musician, I can't always quantify why songs make you feel the way you do, or playing mm-hmm. makes you feel the way you do. But it's very much that where it's just like I'm not hearing a recording of music. I'm hearing music. And mm-hmm. It hits differently. Your brain knows it's yeah. different.
1: That's why the uh, live version of Psycho Killer is so different than the album
0: version. That's <laughs> so why live music in general is, is different and good,
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and, and just as good or good in different ways than uh, traditional album music. So, Absolutely. worth loving all of it. Um, our friends over at the Force Losers podcast, shout Kevin. out to them. Uh, when we've made recommendations of podcasts in the past, they're one of the ones we can't recommend enough. They're cool people, <laughs> um, mostly family friendly. <laughs> Uh, but always fun. Love you, Kevin. Yeah, love you, Um, Kevin. Yeah, love that my head can in is because Yoda is intent on training Leia, that when Luke shows up, he just messes with him um, like some teenage petulance. Um, also, the death gurgle of that thing Luke steps on when he's walking towards the cave. <laughs> uh, yeah, full of sounds that are so. Dago oh, yeah. has so many unique sounds and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I, I always think of that one scene where they show, like, a Komodo dragon, but that's definitely not a Komodo dragon noise. Yeah. And it's just stuff like that where it's just like, that's not a space lizard. <laughs> we get one of
1: the best R2 sounds. Aunt Boss, is that
0: you? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, director Binnick. Uh yes. Uh, awesome dude. Great art. He uh, I I think he still makes um, t shirts. Um, if if so, check it out. We have yes. tons of his Droid so t shirts. Um, he, he's a, a wonderful dude. Met um, that
1: celebration a couple years ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, did not meet his son and no. his in his wonderful Zuckus cosplay, which was one of the things on my list. But uh, one day next what one. What these days? So director Binnick, um also, and I should say these are all on Twitter because mm-hmm. uh, Instagram doesn't love us. Um, Will Hood. And absolutely. That's Another become such an icon.
1: From celebration. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, and then re, re in, uh, injected into lore with the Cantanos and everything. Like, goodness gracious how things have come around. Um, make 7 Up yours. I don't like 7 Up. I'm uh, more of a I mellow yellow so. person. But uh, they said the untrained Padawan whose master is a ghost can take down an AT-AT while on foot. Uh, you know, man, Jedi's just got it where, the, where it counts. I don't know what to tell you.
1: In their hearts.
0: Right. Um, uh, Jordan uh, on Twitter as well said, I mean, what can you say that's not already said? It's a literal masterpiece of cinema from beginning to end. The movie's amazing. You get the continuation of Luke's journey, the great subplot of the rest of the crew, Yoda, and the twist ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't even really talk about how it revolutionized the twist in cinema and everything. And um, Yeah, I mean, that was a bold choice story-wise, but all along kind of makes sense for giving Mm -hmm. meaning to uh, the two main characters, the main villain, the main good guy, really have no reason to be intertwined the way they are until that, that dialogue comes along. And it's just yeah. like, makes sense. One and of the
1: most th- often misquoted lines in all of cinema as well. Yeah. Right? I don't know what it is. It's just a word. That's it. I don't
0: know what it is. Well, I mean, it's just as bad as Dark Vader. Um, so... Uh, Joe Brennan uh, said that uh, anytime the Falcon doesn't work is comedy gold. Absolutely. Star- I think this 100%. one started that trend. Um, I'm all the Mandalorians said Lobot side-eyed Lando, accented by the J- uh, John Williams score. It's always been one of my favorite moments. I love everything on Cloud City. It's fantastic. Um, there's so many little things in that. And, yeah, I, I love the moments where you see there's um, this scoundrel working Behind the the curtains with Lando. I mean, mm-hmm. he puts on this front as this businessman, but um, obviously by now we all know better. Yes. Um, Captain uh, Antifa. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, John Williams' score, as in every episode, is a highlight. But the Imperial March, Darth Vader's theme, is arguably more famous than the icon- iconic main title music. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to it's hard to get into what is and isn't iconic and the, you know, there's so many, I I, I think it's definitely, but you, you can't hear either without thinking Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And so, I mean, it's just another aspect of where Star Wars would not be Star Wars if it didn't sound the way it does. And that goes back to what we were talking about, about the live orchestra. Um, Kieran Um, I don't know if it's supposed to be said that fancy, but I did. It's not. Uh, said, Han's first instinct was to shoot Vader. Uh, no, oh, no moments. Yeah, I love... Um, and I think this is a, around
1: Temple of Doom
0: or before Temple of Doom?
1: Around Temple of Doom. I don't know. I don't, I don't, don't know what came first. I I think... I don't know. I like to I think... I don't
0: remember. I like to think... Not Temple of Doom. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. I like to think Raiders came first because I like to think that... They were specifically separating Indiana from Han in that.
1: And blue, help us out. <laughs> you
0: know that that scene where uh, Indiana just pulls out his gun and just shoot. Like you know, all the times we think, why doesn't he just shoot the sword guy? Here we go and try. And again, this is what I'm talking yeah. about. Of like, no, yeah, that doesn't work on Darth Vader. I love that moment where it's just like, why don't they just shoot him? Nah, doesn't work. Doesn't work like that.
1: It it's happened a couple times.
0: Dude takes a saber too. You know, um, in this one, he takes a. Sabre to the arm and doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't lose anything. So uh, it, it, clearly, it's not as easy as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana would not fare well in Star Wars.
1: No, he would not.
0: Uh, and then uh, our friend Jesse over at Game Infinite said, "I love how it gives us our first Star Wars ground battle. Uh, the map has become so iconic, and it's one of my favorite Star Wars locations to visit in Star Wars games. Absolutely, and there's there's nothing like that thrill, mm-hmm. no matter which version you're playing um, in Battlefront." Um, jumping in to Hoth. Um, I mean, it's just, of, of the locations that make you feel Star Wars, it's right up there, I think, with, like, Tatooine and everything, where it's just like, no, the, this, this is this is special. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, appreciate all of the uh, input. Um, one of our last one was uh, Ro, um, from uh, Twitter as well, who uh, said, where do I start? I had nothing to add. Because there's so much to add. So much. And I completely understand that. So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing all of your input. Um, We're obviously only on episode five. We've got four more to go. uh, And we're talking right now about circling to the spinoffs. So um, we've got a few more of these to go. More conversations to be had about why we love these Star Wars films. um, Both, you know, in agreement with the fandom and also from our own personal perspectives. Um, and that said, we would love to hear from you, your personal perspective on why you love these films. Not just why they're good films, but why you love them. Um, yes. you know We always want to spark a conversation with our conversations, so feel free to hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, you know We try to hit all age ranges there. Gen, Gen Z with Instagram, the middle-aged with uh, Facebook, and then... <laughs> Whatever movie or, or you know mob is is in between on Twitter, you know, all, all of them are covered. All are covered. All are covered and all are welcome. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll be back with Return of the Jedi.
1: Yes.
0: At some point, um, we will be back with Fast and Furious. At some point. Yeah. I, it's you make it sound like such a chore.
1: I. I love that you love these movies. <laughs> I love that there's something that you enjoy. You're telling, about you, don't them. Like
0: you don't like family. You don't like family. You like family.
1: You're my family, and I love you.
0: I love you too, uh, and I love those movies. So I'm I'm excited about talking about them. And um, I have to. Fi- I'm trying to figure out how we're gonna do this. How we're gonna have fun with it. Um, Here's and... the thing.
1: I will do my best <laughs> not to make fun of them too much.
0: Hey, I mean they're not perfect movies, but at all. So you know, I I don't mind speak your speak your heart and speak your truth. Speak my truth. Um, and yeah, uh, if you have the time, we'll probably put a call to action on social media. But if you want to let us know uh, what your thoughts on the Fast and Furious franchise are, does it make you fast or furious? Let me know, and we'll <laughs> talk about it. We'll be back with that eventually because that's getting a new edition, a ninth edition, um, this weekend when the you know. When, when this episode's out, it'll be uh, yeah. a new fast.
1: It is this weekend, isn't it? Fnine.
0: Fnine. We'll be out.
1: Fnine um, and Fniris.
0: And then other than that, remember to check the link in the description to buy some coffee and support the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already mentioned Patreon, but again, thank you to our patrons. And if you want to join the herd on another level and also get some behind the curtains, uh, it's just as weird back there as it is here. but from behind our curtains. The difference is you pay to be there. So... Um, yeah uh, it is welcome and the links are again also in the description so can you get hit
1: with a shovel if you keep hiding behind the curtains right uh,
0: we mentioned him earlier Jesse over at Game Infinite game stuff be happening and there's so much uh, so, so many games to get covered and so many games to wish i have uh but just you know one. yeah just one but uh Jesse has it and you can go check out all gaming coverage all the news all the current games all the past games and all the yeah. what if games as well um just check out gameinfinite.net uh, for all of that, um, or Game Infinite on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Yep, yeah, follow me on Twitter if you want to hear me scream about Breath of the Wild. Too. Follow both of us.
0: Yeah, we we have very different opinions on our personal uh Twitters, and so if you want more into the madness than you already are, um, then there you go. The only next step is starting an OnlyFans and really just making you you know subjecting you to the weirdness, and then there you go. So it's
1: just me. Just <laughs> sipping out of my dog dad mug. Yeah, yeah. Just staring into the camera with full We're sunshine. still talking
0: about Star Wars. But again, then you pay to be there. So uh, with that, without further ado, we'll be back later talking more things we love. We look forward to hearing from you things you love. Uh, and in between, we love you. Oh, yeah, Except we do. Except you. Hey. You know who
1: you are. Cam. we love cam cam's a sweetie he
0: he, he's one of the ones that makes it he 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 he, he passes he passes he passes but
1: don't tell him that yeah i don't want to get an even bigger head than he already has
0: right but we'll keep it our little secret